Fresh like I just got a contract. Fresh like I just All right, got a everybody. What's up? How are you guys doing? Shout out to everybody that was waiting in the chat rooms before the show. Um, what's up? I see some people out there. They've dropped some comments in there. So shout out to all you guys. Welcome. We are here. It is Hoops and Brutes. Uh, we are live. Sorry. You know, we're, we're a few minutes behind. Relax, relax out there. Um, but we're here. We're live. We got a special guest. I'm not, I actually don't even know where you're joining us from. So actually, this is very intriguing. Well, Johnny, <laughs> yeah. where are you joining us from? Uh, Central California. Uh, San Luis oh, Luis. okay. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. You're not that far away. Los Angeles. Okay. All right. You're not that far away. I thought you were like crazy far away or something like that. <laughs> oh, all right. Perfect. But anyways, it's Hoops and Brews. We're back with, you know, you know, with a special guest, special episode. This is a Thursday episode. We usually don't do Thursday episodes or during the week um, unless it's like something crazy happening. But Johnny, we had to get him on. Uh, you know, we love his channel. Pavi actually found his channel. So, Pavi, I'll let you introduce our guest and why you picked him to come on Hoops and Brews. Uh, so, yeah, I reached out to um, Johnny Arnett because, I mean, I, I've said many times in the show, I really don't watch TV. And usually when I watch TV, I mean, I'm usually well, not TV. I'm watching YouTube and making it into TV. I'm watching like some basketball centric content on YouTube, whether it be, um, you know, an old basketball game, whether it be a basketball podcast. Um, or rather it be little, like, you know, slight little 10, 12 minute basketball documentaries. Mm -hmm. um, I came across Johnny's content. Uh, it's very historically uh, historical based, which I like. Uh, I, I, I think I'm a historian um, of mm -hmm. the game personally. And um, mm -hmm. that's the content that personally I like to see. So I want to bring Johnny on and you know, hopefully we can, you know, get into, uh, you know, some of your favorite teams, a little bit about the history of, you know, basketball a little bit. Um, and yeah, but I'll let you go ahead and, um, and um, introduce yourself and let the people know where they can find you at and you know what you do. Yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, and yes, you are a basketball historian. I've heard you guys talk about the game and I've been impressed by just how well you guys know the game. Thank and, you. Uh, so yeah, my channel is just all about um, the game's history. Um, I grew up, I'm, th I'm 30 years old now, but um, I grew up watching games from the 80s and from the 90s all on VHS tapes. My my dad did this thing where I'm so grateful for to this day where he just recorded all of like every single playoff game, some regular yeah. games and all the all-star games from the 80s and 90s on VHS tapes. So when I'm like five or six years old, I'm just eating that up. You know, that was my childhood. And um, so that has a fond place for me. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's what I can kind of offer the YouTube community is even though I didn't technically live through it, it feels like I did. I feel like I experienced it um, personally. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for I mean, I can, I mean, I think I can, you know, speak for TBJ as well. I mean, growing up in Chicago in like the '90s, like we grew up in Chicago in the '90s, so it's like even if you didn't like basketball, you like basketball. It's like it's like it's, there's nobody who grew up from Chicago in the yeah. '90s who doesn't like basketball. It's like it's just what you did. Like my first memories, my first one of my first, my first memory in life is the Bulls winning seventy games. I remember it because I remember they won it against Milwaukee. The, the like seventh game they won in '96 was against Milwaukee. The '96 finals is like the first thing I remember. Also watching on TV. Then we go to like the '97 All Star game. Then the '97 playoffs. I remember when um, no, Alonzo Mourning elbowed Scottie Pippen and he had the knot on his head. Like these are my like first memories in life, not just with basketball. And that's just coming from Chicago and, and you know, just growing up with, you know, Michael Jordan. And, and I mean, I thought the Bulls won every year. Like I remember I had this uh, banner. Um, growing up, and um, it's so old, it didn't have the 98 championship on it. That's how old the banner was. And I remember it said, like, two years where the Bulls didn't win. I was like, yo, that must be wrong. 
and I drew on it and it was like 94, 95. And growing up, I realized, oh, the Rockets definitely won in 94, 95. It wasn't the Bulls. But it's like that's just how much, you know, uh, uh, the Bulls were a part of. I think everybody from Chicago childhood. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm a, I grew up a, a huge Bulls fan. My mother is a diehard Bulls fan. Uh, my entire life was spent being a Bulls fan, so I definitely can agree with that. Um, and even just in terms of me as a kid, I used to go to at least two, three, five Bulls games a year, uh, depending on the year and how good or bad they were, uh, you know, my mother. So I definitely, um, you know, have a special connection to basketball because of, you know, we just grew up in Chicago, um, you know, just growing up in Chicago. Yeah, it's funny. I pay a lot of respect, you know, in my in my channel to like the '90s Bulls and stuff. So I've been accused of I've been accused of everything, you know, being a Jordan fan, being a Bron, you know, whatever. And uh, so it's funny because um, I've always felt like if you don't really appreciate basketball, like in the '90s, like or basically if you don't have an appreciation for the Bulls, like you just don't like basketball in the '90s for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically, so, yeah, of course, like at times it's going to seem like you know. I favor them or, but it's not really that. It's just that really like Jordan and the Bulls. And so to such an extent, were the nineties for basketball. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I mean, j- jumping right into it. I, I, I personally have a question that, you know, uh, I want to ask you. I think the viewers will enjoy this as well. Maybe, you know, it can influence some people to go back and uh, research. Tell me some of your favorite playoff series from the past. You said you grew up and your dad recorded everything. So tell me some of your play, your favorite playoff series, not finals, because I think that the finals, people kind of like know about it or whatever. But like some of your favorite playoff series that people may not realize, like, yo, that was a great series. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so, so many of them. Um, let's see. So um, anything involving the Showtime Lakers, I really like. Uh, it was really interesting when you'd watch the 80s Lakers take on a team with more of a slower pace. Um and just because the difference in, you know, like anytime they play the Celtics, I know that's finals, but they play more of a half court set. And then you get the Lakers who are just like literally every time they get the rebound, they are sprinting. And it looks so foreign. Like it's it's just a, a different kind of concept. Um, let me see more specifically. Um, so in the 90s, I believe it's 94. Four? I'd have to go back and check, but the Indiana Pacers and the Orlando match. That was a great series that people oh, forget about. It's an so incredible cool. series that people forget about. Incredible series. And game four in particular is like the finish. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, it's crazy. But it is just it is just fantastic. And uh, there was a lot of like interconference rivalries and uh, things felt pretty intense that series, but um, just talent on both sides. So that's a really good one. Uh, Pacers, Magic. I think. Am I correct on that? I think it's 94. I- no, it's. I think it's 95, I think. Okay. I think yeah. it's, yeah, I, I think it's 95 because, because I think that was right after, that was right after the Magic had got past the Knicks, I think, and they were fighting to go to the final, if I'm not mistaken. So that's the yeah. 95 series. Yeah, 95. Yeah. See, yeah. See, those two years in basketball, those three years in basketball for me are annoying because they shortened the three-point line. I hate the part in the 90s when they shortened the three-point line. I hate those years in the 90s. It just really messed up the space. I just don't like watching those three years in the um, 90s, personally, personally, for me at least. Yeah, I mean, the Bulls and, uh, you know, the 96, 97, 98, like, it's kind of fun to go back and watch. There's so much history there. You have the 72 and 10 Bulls and all that. But, like, there was hardly any offense. And I know like historians are gonna are gonna love that time, but 
you know, a lot of casuals aren't going to like it as much. And even myself personally, I watch it and it's just like, man, like they're just like dribbling up the court, like such a like, you know, lackadaisical pace to it. And uh, so, yeah, I was different. I mean, you know, games today are like they're averaging, I think, 112 points a game, you know, this 2020 season. And it was pretty close last year. They were averaging like 96, 97 points a game like that year. That's just like it's totally different style. And you can see it on the court, you know. Yeah, like if a team took 23s, I was like a, a a large amount of threes in the um, 90s. Like the Rockets, per se, I think they used to lead the league with like take, taking like 17 threes. Yeah. And they, like if if it was even 17, I might even be wrong about the number 17. But uh, I guess before you move off of this, uh, any other series that you, you know, really like, uh, give us two more. Yeah, a couple more. Um, let me see. Uh, so this one isn't quite as old, uh, but it's, it's, not, it's not all that old, actually. But I don't think it gets shine is uh and nine uh rockets and lakers um you know and so you have uh ron artest there and tracy mcgrady is out injured you know so this is a big what if series yeah. too and you also have um uh yao ming gets hurt in like game yep. two or game three but they yep. still stretch the still series seven still take like, seven balling out it's chippy it feels like 80s or 90s basketball but it's within you know like the 2000s um so that was just a great series so i've kind of been nostalgic lately with kobe i miss kobe so i just go back and watch a lot of kobe games like that's a really great series and it's crazy because you're watching it now in hindsight seeing like ron artest and kobe go at it and like they become teammates the next year <laughs> you know that's pretty crazy so yeah yeah, yeah. So my question to you are yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You had one more. You had one more to go, right? Go ahead. Oh yeah, I said one more. Um, sorry, I got so wrapped up in that one. Um, no, no problem. Another good series. Let's see. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to to break it a little bit, but um, I am gonna go finals. 1980. No, 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 not the finals. Western Conference Finals. So 1986 Rockets Lakers. And uh, when Ralph Sampson hit the yeah. Ralph Sampson hit the bullshit. <laughs> Ralph Sampson hit the bullshit. Yeah, that's funny. Well, he just like he does that weird kind of like yeah, he's he hit the bullshit. Like so, it's painful as a as a Laker fan, you know, to, to go back and see that. But at the same time, like that is there's so much going on in that series, like Western Conference Finals. You know, possibly in a, like you know it was ended up being the elimination game, and like Ralph Sampson is like in a full on fight, like throwing punches and stuff. And it's yeah. like, when do you see this now? You know, not I'm not criticizing today's game for it. You know, I'm like it's probably not good to be punching each other in the conference finals, but um, just kind of the interesting dynamic and the quality of basketball was great, and it was just um, yeah, there's so much drama that kind of gets lost over time in series like that. Agree, agree. Also, I think that we t talk about what ifs. I think that Rockets team is also a what if because Ralph Sampson ends up getting hurt. They kind of go in a low for for like you know a couple of years. Like we don't really know what what would happen. I mean, because I personally think the way people talk about you know the 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 East with LeBron, the West was kind of weak in the eighties. Really, wasn't that many great teams. Yeah, wasn't that many great teams. So if you know we don't know what would have happened if you know uh, uh, Sampson and Elijah Wan would have been a little bit more at their peak. And been able to take on the Lakers for multiple years um, after that. But TBJ, you can go. Yeah. 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 Um, I see all these fans. Stop trolling in the comments. I see yeah, all you guys. I literally had you guys, to. I literally had just spent my time. You guys are trolls. Stop <laughs> trolling in the comments. Are they Stop it. What are they saying? I want to hear somebody, it. Somebody, somebody just put up there. 
Kawhi Leonard has cats coronavirus. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Stop trolling. He does not have coronavirus. Stop I had to like trolling. A, I had to like go to Woes real quick to make sure that like Literally, it was fake. Like, I, I was like, yo, trolling. wait, what? I'm <laughs> sick of this. Dude, you stop gotta be trolling. Careful. You gotta be careful with that stuff too. So like, I was reading my comments the other day. I read all my comments, and uh, somebody commented like uh, on a video. It was like piston. It was like a piston Celtics video or something like that. And somebody rest in peace, Dennis Johnson. Now Dennis Johnson passed along. So, so, so good comment. For some reason, I'm thinking Pistons, Dennis. So I'm thinking Dennis Rodman. I'm looking at police report. I'm like going crazy. Like, no, Dennis. Like, I hate 2020. And uh, no, Dennis Johnson. I'd be mad yeah. as hell if Dennis Rodman died. Yeah, gee, Robin can't 20, go nowhere, man. Robin can't go nowhere, G. Robin, yeah. Robin can't go nowhere. Like, he's not going anywhere. That's hilarious. But back to the talk. What do you actually think about the bubble? What are your thoughts on the bubble and who you think has the best chance to actually succeed in the NBA bubble, um, you know, with everything that's going on? Yeah. Um, not feeling too optimistic about the Lakers' chances right now, uh, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Um, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Talk that talk, Johnny. I'm just a little bit nervous. They just have so many question marks, like so many question marks. Like now you've got J.R. Smith coming up. You know, Avery Bradley's, Bradley's not going to be there. Um, at what point, you know, is LeBron going to drop off a little bit? And everybody's freaking out right now because they see, like, his beard's got, like, gray spots on it. And everybody's I like, mean, oh, he's oh, old. I mean, that's yeah, what happens yeah. to 35-year-olds. And all I can say is, like, a Kobe fan who remembers watching the Achilles game live, like, appreciate LeBron while you got him. If you're a LeBron hater, like, stop. Okay, and I'm a LeBron <laughs> hater, and I'm not stopping. Oh, I'm not stopping nothing. <laughs> you got it. I will stop when he retires, just like with Kobe. I was a Kobe hater. You know when I stopped the day he was the day he was you know about to retire that last game. I was like, you know what, Kobe, I'm a root for you today. Go out there, drop sixty. All right. But All it, right. but until he retires, no, the bronze slander will never stop. Yeah, yeah. So LeBron's gonna have to have to. 60 farewell game or maybe like a 20 assist farewell game for you to appreciate it's it definitely gonna be a 20 assist farewell game it's definitely yeah he's he he gonna have like 15, he gonna have 13 10, points 15 no, 10 and 20. No, he's not gonna have 10 he's gonna have 13 points four rebounds and 20 assists he gonna get like four on rebounds. like oh like eight and 28 shooting he gonna get more than four rebounds g he's gonna pass it to george hill for the game winning shot nah he gonna <laughs> how do you feel about the jr smith um Acquisition. Also, with the Deion Waiters, you know, acquisition. I mean, obviously, I think that throughout the full, the whole year, at least the one question I had was uh, perimeter scoring. I didn't feel like the Lakers really had any perimeter scoring. I don't think they really had. I, I mean, I think they had AD, but they didn't have anybody else. And I'm like, yo, I can like dump the ball to you, move out your way, and just have go get a bucket. I think LeBron teams historically have worked best when they have had that guy because LeBron, to me, historically has never really been that type of. Score. He can score, but not like I'm just give you the ball, walk away from you, and just let you do whatever. So, how do you feel about the J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters? Um, do you think it helps? Do you think it's too little late? How do you feel about that? It's it's more of the same for what the Lakers have had this year. I've watched most games this year. Uh, we have a lot of streaky shooters. Even Danny Green's been really streaky. And I remember Raptors fans were saying that when we got him, and uh, that he can be a really streaky shooter. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Okay, I've seen his percentages. Then I watch a game, and I'm like. I got dude will make like six in a row and then miss like eight in a row. <laughs> like, what's up with that? But um, so I, I'm, I guess I'm, you know, we'll see what happens with Jr. Like, how long has he been out of basketball? 
Um, and he's always kind of throughout his career, he's just been hit or miss. Like he'll have moments where he just looks like he's just pure greatness. And then other moments where he just like disappears completely. Um, and so, but you know, we'll see Avery Bradley. We're going to miss him. The dude was automatic from mid range. He was a fantastic perimeter defender. Like he's been so huge for us this year. And, uh, so that's kind of an aspect I'm a little bit worried about, you know, Caruso's inconsistent too, but maybe if he could come in and just really be that dog on defense. Like, oh, I, really? You're like Lakers the one fans. Lakers no, fan. Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Everybody be quiet because <laughs> Lakers fans swear to me, they swear to me that Alex Caruso is better than Paul George or that somehow he is going to come up bigger than Paul George in the playoffs. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. That man is inconsistent. He does not play enough, and he has no experience. Depending sure? on him is like depending on JaVale McGee. You don't depend, depend on them. No, you, you cannot. You, you can depend no, on McGee more you than you cannot. can. You can depend on McGee more than you can Caruso. I, I feel no, more comfortable with that. JaVale I mean, in the yeah, two finals, and one of both. You, yeah, because he was playing with Steph Curry. Uh, he, he still made great blocks. Well, JaVale fits in perfectly with this Lakers team. I feel safe depending on JaVale right now. He's done a pretty good job protecting the rim, but the Lakers with LeBron, they love running the pick and roll. And I can't tell you how many highlights I've seen this year where they set a screen, big guys dives, and LeBron throws a little lob pass and flushes it, and it looks so easy. Like between JaVale, Anthony Davis, and LeBron, they have like so much size when they get down low. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Caruso, like maybe he'll be there. I've seen stretches where he's good offensively. I, I, I'm hoping to get some like – you know, 2015, like, Matthew Della Padova out of Caruso. Like, just, like, you know, just get, like, really intense and, like, up in guys' face, like, frustrate him a little bit. Like, if you could just be a dog on defense, like, that's what we're going to need from you. And so I would, yeah, that would be cool. My favorite, I think the team that, you know, they've been my favorite since the beginning of the year and this whole, you know, quarantine bubble, all that, um, has just made me feel even more sure of this pick. But the, uh, the Clippers, I mean, you know, they, they, they have a lot of younger players. They're deep. They're scrappy. Um, there's ex, there's so much experience there. Um, I just feel like they're going to come ready to play for ba- uh, playoff basketball uh, with that intensity, too. Like, they're, they're just built for this. And even when we beat them, like, I remember all us Laker fans were getting so hyped because we beat, like, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Clippers. Like, it took our best effort to beat those guys. And we were Johnny! We Johnny! Were Johnny! 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 If I could hug you, if I could literally hug you right now, I would hug you right now. If I could hug you right now, I would reach through this computer and I would say, Johnny, come here, give me a hug, bro. Because I've been seeing this. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know what's funny? I'm kind of I'm kind of the opposite of most Laker fans um, from the sense that everybody's delusional Laker fans that were always like off, overly optimistic. Listen. I've been a fan for way too long. I've been burned by too many things that I'm just like, if anything, I'm pessimistic. <laughs> I'll talk my team out of, out of, you know, their chances and all that. So Out, I don't know. We'll outside, people, outside of Kobe tearing his Achilles, what has been your lowest moment as a Lakers fan? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I feel that. I feel that. I feel no, that. I feel no, that. it's not. Johnny, 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 Johnny. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Johnny, Johnny, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We've agreed on everything. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We've agreed on everything. We've agreed on everything. But there is no Chris Paul love on this side of Hoots and Bruce. On that side. I love Chris Paul. What have you seen him do? Chris Paul is one of my favorite players. What have you seen him do? What have you seen him pull off? 
Nothing. Okay, okay. So he was nothing. His, you didn't need him. You didn't need him. His best. You still got two rings. You still got two rings. You should be happy. He was still a got two Kobe rings. Steals, athleticism. He was quicker. He was a better score. Like just go look at his stats in New Orleans. Those were his best days. Okay. Yeah, and, then, and he didn't make it past the second yeah, round in those days, Johnny. He played for like the Lakers were a shot. So he could have been an NBA champion when the Rockets when he you know when they played the Warriors, but he was out. You know he was hurt. And so that was his shot there. So he could have been a champion. And so, I mean, yeah. And with Kobe, like, they're both, like, just two alphas that feel like they would have understood each other from, like, they're both just more of the command and control type leadership. Like, they would have understood each other. Like, As a, mm-hmm. Back then, I didn't think it would have worked until I saw Chris Paul and Harden work. And I'm like, oh, damn, it would have worked. They also had Dan Tony coaching. And and like you said, at this point in time, this isn't Rockets Chris Paul. Like I, I think a lot of like why like the Rockets only went so far was because Chris Paul was just older at that point in time. He wasn't as quick. He could still score, but he wasn't scoring you the same way he was. What they could have? No, no, no. They did, they did not have D'Antoni coaching though because they still had they still had Mike Brown at the time. And you right, 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 you right. Nash, and then because they got Steve Nash, they're like, let's go ahead, let's try to remove the 07 Suns and equip them with a 40 year old point guard. What are you doing? And so one of my favorite videos is about that 2012 13 season. That was just the stupidest year of Lakers management ever. But I have another one for you, just like a nightmare memory. I have like a couple, but like go ahead. Kobe hitting that jumper. Uh, and we were up 3-1 over the Suns in the 2007 playoffs. And then Kobe decided he didn't want to shoot the ball no more. <laughs> Kobe decided he didn't want to shoot the ball no more. It wasn't that one. And I might even defend Kobe a little bit there, but that I, I would need like a video length to defend Kobe there. Like there's okay. a whole explanation there. But you need, he said he would need a whole – you need a whole – like I, I mean, hey, you don't need a whole video length. Go ahead. You don't go, ahead. go ahead. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk okay. about it. Okay. So I, I watched every game the Lakers played against the Suns that year. Okay. Whenever Kobe scored more points, they lost every single time. Okay. You can go back and look at the stats. You can look at the points he scored each game. When he let the game kind of flow naturally, the Lakers ended up winning. I don't know why that worked for the Suns. Like Odom's got to get involved. You know, Sasha's got to get involved. Like all these other guys, that was working. So game six, you know, this was the game that really haunts me. Kobe drops 50 points. Okay. We're about to win this game, and there's a missed shot. And because we can't get an offensive rebound, the ball gets kicked out to, I believe it's Kurt Thomas. And he Tim makes Thomas. A- Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas. He makes a three, and we end up losing the series. I remember that. I remember that yeah. game. Uh, well, it goes to game seven. Kobe drops 20. So after dropping 50 and losing in game six, he drops uh, 25 points, I believe, in the first half of game seven. And we're still losing for like 15 or 20 points. So it's just this theme of Kobe's got to get guys involved. Kobe's got to get guys involved. And when I'm watching that second half, like, that's what it looks like. Like, everybody's interpreting that as Kobe quit. I'm seeing him, like, begging his dudes, like, hit me shots when I'm when I'm kicking them to you. Like, we got to get something going. And I know Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson said so many times, like, uh, Kobe, do what you want to do. Get your teammates involved. You know, we got to feed Shaq in years past. He said that, you know, stop scoring 40. And so that's just kind of how I interpreted the game. And then everybody was saying, like, Kobe quit, Kobe quit, Kobe quit. And I just – I, from what we know of Kobe, can you believe that? Like, Kobe was a dude who's out there shooting two free throws with torn Achilles because he doesn't want to lose the game. He doesn't want Dwight Howard shooting the free throws. That's true. And so the consistency of what I've seen Kobe in the entirety of his career, I'm supposed to believe that as a competitor he quit in that moment? Like, 
I have a better time believing what I originally felt as I was watching a series develop. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So, anyway, that's my that's hilarious. The other one, this is this might be the worst. Go ahead. Okay. Go last ahead. one. Last one. Go ahead. You, I mean, hey, you, we, you, you, hey, you, 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 you can give us as many Lakers memories as you want. I'd love yeah, to hear Horvitz give us as many Lakers memories as you want. Go ahead, say yeah. them all. You can say talk them as all. Much as you want to. Right now, or, you, stuff that doesn't let me sleep at night. So go ahead, <laughs> tell it all. That's fine. Tell it all. That's fine. Tell it all. We talk basketball. Two thousand. Oh, sorry about that. So two thousand and NBA Finals, Lakers Celtics. Okay, and. We're probably going to lose the series. We didn't have Andrew Bynum there. The Celtics are just tougher. I felt like once they got KG from the beginning of the year, they were the champions. But anyway, yeah. we make it to the finals. Maybe we got a shot. So we're going into game six that night. We got to win the next two in a row. I believe they both got to be in Boston. So game six in Boston. And I love basketball, but I'm like 18 at the time. And things have been going rough with my girlfriend for like a couple weeks. We officially break up on that night on that, <laughs> that afternoon okay and so i'm already feeling like crap you know? <laughs> just like, yeah, they got smoked by 48 you lost your girl the same day 39 i was like at least i got liquor basketball you know maybe it'll take my mind off of it for a little bit no no like, nope. no. <laughs> no at <laughs> halftime that game was finished yeah that was bad that's bad I remember yeah. watching that game because I remember uh, me and uh, shout out Scott. Uh, I think me linked up at all at like CJ's crib. We had linked up to like watch the game. Literally by like within thirty minutes of us linking up, we didn't pay attention no more. There was yeah. nothing to look at anymore. But within thirty minutes of us linking up, yeah, I just I think I, yeah I think I didn't pay attention at the fourth quarter. I, I don't know what I did though. Like I couldn't do anything. I was miserable in every facet of my life. <laughs> that, was, that was supposed to be my escape, and it failed miserably. <laughs> So, That's absolutely but switching switching subjects a little. I mean, like since we, you know, on the Lakers, obviously RP Laker, Kobe Bryant. What are some of your favorite Kobe memories? You as a Lakers fan. Yeah. Um in a weird way, uh the Achilles game. Uh everything that led up to that moment. Um, I feel like it's just kind of a testament to the warrior he was. Um Kobe's my favorite player of all time. I don't believe he's the GOAT. I'm not going to go that far. You know, MJ's my GOAT. If anybody has an argument, I believe it's Will Chamberlain. Um, but uh, – Hold Kobe, on. Wait, 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 wait. How? How? Okay, okay. We can go in after that. We don't, no, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this after, but talk about Kobe. <laughs> um, but there's so many Kobe instances where it's like, you know, Matt Barnes fakes the ball into his face and he doesn't flinch. Like so many legendary moments. Kobe gets his, like, finger, like, pulled out of its socket – and then he just walks up to Gary Vitti and Gary Vitti pops it back, back, in. Walks back like no big deal. You know, um, the Achilles game, like the fact that he broke his hand when he was like still Froby and uh, he goes to shoot around and just shoots like in his pajamas with just his left hand. Okay, the whole time. Yeah. Like it just the dedication of Kobe in any moment where his toughness and his mental toughness was showed off like that. Those are my favorite Kobe moments. Like, cause that, that inspires me more than just like basketball, like as a person, I just yeah. look at that and I'm like, dude, like that makes me want to do something. That makes me want to persevere through something, you know? Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, Wilt? <laughs> yeah, Wilt. Yeah, why do you – Go ahead. So, Go so ahead. Let's I think a lot of people take, uh, take Wilt's accomplishments for granted, okay? 
So I understand it was the 1960s, and you can argue that guys were less less athletic then. I'll hear you if you want to say guys were less athletic. I think naturally, of course, we evolve and we get a little bit, you know, stronger. I mean, yeah, J.J. Reddick more athletic than half of them dudes back then. I mean, back then. Stop. Even though he, even though even though J.J. Reddick the other day on Twitter called a dunk dunks shot. a dunk shot. He called a dunk a dunk shot. JJ, what <laughs> the hell is a dunk shot? They haven't used that term since the seventies. They used it in the seventies, but like since the seventies, dunk shot like got eliminated as a term that people use. He's been watching a lot of old videos too. It sounds like so. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I've been watching the uh, Lakers Blazers nineteen seventy seven conference finals, and I'm about to watch the Blazers Sixers seventy seven uh, finals. I was watching it because shout out Glass Malone. Glass Malone does not rock with Kareem, so I was like, I've been trying to go back and like watch more Kareem. I do a Jabbar minus Magic Johnson, like younger yep. Kareem, to like be like, okay, what was Kareem? What was he really really like? But right. Will Chamberlain. Yeah. So I mean. So we can, I can agree with you or at least see eye to eye with you a little bit on the athleticism. But when myths start creeping in is when people start saying, oh, he just played a bunch of small defenders. Like they're all just like all six foot centers. No. I mean, he like, played Bill yeah. Russell and Bill Russell used to lock his ass up. He's, he got 55 rebounds on Bill Russell. <laughs> that means somebody missed 55 shots. Okay, that means well, sure, he sure, sure, sure. 55. I that means he got 55 rebounds. <laughs> you know how many missed shots that was? Johnny, come on, G. Johnny, come on, G. In the middle. Okay. Johnny, in the come middle. on, G. Johnny, G. I'm not changing the argument, G. Come on, G. I get your point, but you changed your argument. You were like, oh, you always feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you because we was going back and we was talking about if Bill Russell could guard Anthony Davis and I said no and then we went and we talked about how many how many buckets Wilt Chamberlain gave Anthony Davis and it's a Man. lot of buckets. Bill Russell I'm sorry Bill I'm sorry, Russell. I'm, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry how many how many buckets Bill Russell I'm sorry how many buckets Wilt Chamberlain gave Bill Russell and it was a lot of buckets. We literally went through the list and we started reading them off one by one by one and literally it was a ton of them. So I feel you. I feel you. But also I was watching, literally, I was watching Prime Wilt highlights yesterday with my girl's brother. And everybody that was around him was little as hell except for except for Bill Russell. So consider the fact that we have like 0.1% of Will Chamberlain footage. Okay. Facts. Yeah. So it's like okay. you know, pulling the best footages of him, even that. And, and a lot of the stuff that's going to be the best is 70s. And Will yeah. was Will was I've 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 like yo I've watched seventies Will that shit was sad bro I watched like the seventy one I think it was Conference Finals Bulls Lakers Will was sad he had yeah. thirty rebounds but he yeah. was sad I'm like yo this cannot be I called my dad Anthony like hey yo bro Will he like yeah I don't really like watching seventies Will seventies Will wasn't that one Will yeah and a funny thing about Will is everybody who witnessed him like playing in that time says this that Will was kind of like I, this is the comparison I make but he was kind of the Randy Moss of the NBA. As to in terms of like sometimes he'd get the effort, sometimes he just didn't care. Yeah. You know, that was kind mm-hmm. of the stipulation or the, the the belief of Randy Moss, and he even said things that kind of affirmed that. So did Will. You know, he just he just wasn't always motivated. He did not have that Michael Jordan, that Kobe Will, you know, and so even some games he might not be as engaged, he might be as mo- not be as motivated. When people started saying like, Oh, you can't facilitate, you know, you're just too much of a ball hog, that's why you lose, he's like, Fine. I'll, I'll lead the league in assists. And so he goes out and he leads the league in assists. And so you had to motivate Will. So even when you see like a clip, you have to consider that it might be the 0.1% of his footage 
And then even then, like, is that the best version of Wilt that we're witnessing? But, you know, I think there's a lot of unfair criticisms of Wilt. One is he didn't win as much as Bill Russell. Well, there's way more Hall of Famers in the Boston Celtics. There was no free agency during that time, meaning that if you're winning championship after championship, nobody's going to leave. Why would you try winning some, Somebody would counter that argument by saying, were they – did their talent make them Hall of Famers, or did Bill Russell being on the team and winning so much make them Hall of Famers? So, so yeah, don't don't just put that on Bill true. Russell. Okay, true. I'm I mean, just saying he used to be I'm the main saying. one that was saying, saying he would let Wilt score until the last four minutes of the game. And then he play defense. Yeah, my argument for players does not come at the detriment of the other player. So I'm not going to say like Wilt's awesome and then feel like I need to belittle Bill Russell to prove that Wilt's awesome. Like, that man said he would Bill, be Javale McGee awesome. if he played today. That's disrespectful. Nah, because there, there's there's have you seen that footage? Go to the Wilt Chamberlain archive. I was yeah, watching, yeah, it. Yeah, he, yeah, watching it. Yeah, I was yeah. watching. He's extremely big. He's no. extremely big. But all these guys today are extremely big, like he was. Not like Wilt G. It's not that many people Wilt like have, bro. Ten inches tall, and he's running in a full sprint, bringing the ball up the court. He takes a foot inside the, uh, the free throw line, takes off, and jumps over a dude and just lays it up. That sounds like, like Giannis. Giannis better. Giannis, Giannis is better than Will. That's, that's a different argument. It's Giannis for what? They're like, oh, JaVale McGee's better. No, 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 no. No, okay. We have, we have- I'm not going to compare JaVale McGee to Will Chamberlain. That's disrespectful. That the is reason, disrespectful. The, 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 the reason why I don't like the size argument is because there are always players who are just, even Giannis, is basically bigger than everybody else. Shaq was basically bigger than everybody else. Yao Ming was basically bigger than everybody else. They're always going to, even LeBron to a certain extent, especially at his position, was basically just that's, bigger that's than everybody sick, else. Man, man. But at his position, they said the man was 6'9", 280. It's centers that ain't 280. They said I mean, the man played a game and gained, say gained five pounds mid-game, something I mean, like we that. talk about Zion the Lion, too. Yeah. He's bigger I, than everybody. I think size, uh, when it comes to, like, players in modern NBA and everything, I think it's a little overrated sometimes. People are going to do that. You say, like, he's a bigger player and stuff. Because think about defensively. Like, who was one of the best defenders on Michael Jordan? Like, look at the NBA Finals. Who did the best best job on him? Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Like, statistically, he he held him to only twenty seven points. Oh, he was oh, he only twenty seven. Go ahead. Which is also why I didn't like the way Michael Jordan tweeted Gary Payton in that damn documentary. Don't be I laughing was. like you he ain't had no problem. Yes, you did have a problem, Mike. You did have a problem, Mike. Don't lie to me, Mike. We all saw that, Mike. I ain't had no problem with him. You want to know why? Because we won. So I ain't had no problem with him. Yeah. Still dropped 25 plus on his head. Who was one of the best defenders on Shaquille O'Neal? Dennis Rodman. Exactly. And a, a much smaller mm, guy. You know? Wallace. Uh, who's one of the best defenders in the league? Smaller too. Patrick Beverly, dude's like six one, okay, and he. I got, Russ, I to, Russ I would not agree. Russ would not agree. Russ would not agree. No, Kevin Durant would not agree either. Kevin Durant would not agree that he put fifty on that man head, and I saw him with my own two eyes, and I talked to him after the game. He put fifty on that man head, and then Patrick Beverly told me, "Well, what you want me to say? He Kevin Durant." Well, who's Kevin well, Durant? We wanted the smoke, but guess what? They got smoked. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, but hold on one second. Hold on. Speaking of that, I, I, I was able to find a clip of us talking about Wilt Chamberlain and, and Bill Russell and how many buckets Wilt Chamberlain gave Bill Russell. I'm about to play a minute of it, Johnny, so watch this. This is a throwback clip from 2018. These are the games they played. Wilt gave him, they played 94 games against each other. Wilt gave him 30, 45, <laughs> 39, <laughs> 22, 47, 44, 43, 43, 25. <laughs> 53. Who gave this man 39, 
26, 34. God damn. 34. 30. Oh, 39. Oh, 30. Oh, 44. Oh, 25. 46. 46. 34. 27. 47. 28. 41. 31. 52. 41. 62. Then then Will started to get a little wide for a second. Eight. Okay. Then thirty-one. Then 30, then 16, then 28, then 27, then 27, then 27, then 30, then 27, then 28, then 31, then 37, then 14, then 29, then 27, then 32. He gave this man so many buckets. Oh my God. He held that man under. Exactly. Did you hear that? That was like two minutes worth of buckets. And you heard a few 50s and 60s in there. But go ahead, Johnny. Talk that talk. At this point, is that what you're doing? Because weren't you saying that like he was? Were you were you agreeing with me that Wilt's like not as great as advertised? Or no, 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 no. Look, look, look. You said he has an argument to be the goat. He can't be the goat because he didn't beat Bill Russell. But that don't mean he didn't give Bill Russell buckets. He was giving Bill Russell. He was giving Bill Russell buckets. But we like Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan won. Yeah, but Michael Jordan was in a league that allowed him to win. You could. Will Chamberlain was too. You could. Well, hang on, hang on. You can come to the drug circus of Chicago and build up a franchise because you're allowed to trade for Scottie Pippen from the Sonics. You're allowed to sign guys in free agency. Like, they were able to build a team. It is so much harder to build a team in an era that doesn't have free agency. They didn't like, have free agency. You know, and so that they didn't have free agency. I just never feel like he. Yeah, but what about when he went to the Lakers? I mean, he did go to the he Lakers. He was older, though. He was he older, though. He was older. He was older. He, was older. he wasn't the same. He wasn't the same. He was older. He was but, older. But, yeah. but based on your argument, he like, wasn't the same. But also, it was only like twelve teams in the league. So let's not act like the level of competition that with huh? his team should have been stacked too. He, he had Will Chamberlain bro. on it. He was. Yeah, I'm older, talking about bro. when in his younger days, Wilt should have Wilt should at least had three, four rings before he even hit the seventies. Mm. He didn't. Let me put it. He this. should have three, four rings before he hit the seventies. If you have LeBron and the Cavaliers against the Super Team Warriors with Kevin Durant. Does it matter how many teams are in the league? It wasn't about he won on the come on man. Stop that. That's stop that. Go I mean, stop that. Wasn't nobody out there playing with Will. Wasn't nobody out there playing with Will. I think Go he might have had like one Hall of Famer with him. John Havlicek. Like and also and also player to player, Wilt is better than LeBron. As a score, as a force. Okay. Nobody could stop Will Chamberlain. Player to player. Bill Russell even said, I only guarded him in the last four minutes of the game. Okay. I just let him tie himself out. But that goes more to Johnny's argument of why he possibly has a heat. Mm, why, nah, why he, why nah, he that goes more to my argument of why he should have won. Him and Jerry him and Jerry West, and I have mad respect for Jerry West. Shout out to Jerry West. Very nice guy. Always give me a head nod, say what's up to me when we buy the ice cream machine at Staples. Well, formerly when we used to do that back before all of this COVID stuff. So I, so I rock with Jerry West, a human being. 
But him and Wilt, they both should have more rings. And it's and 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 they and people cannot make arguments for them to be goats because they did not do better. The issue, especially the, in a time, no, the especially reason, in a time when when they were really like the first supreme versions yeah, of what they were, but, and they still yeah, could win. Yeah, but hold on, because I've even watched some some of those last seconds of those Lakers Celtics game. The reason why the Lakers could never beat the Celtics was the Lakers had great guards, but they really had no bigs. They just really had no answer for Bill Russell. And most of those games, wasn't like they got washed most of the time. They were losing that's like crushing right. fashion in game six, point, game seven. Dad, that's my whole but, point. But that's some Chris listen, Paul stuff. But listen, Chris but, Paul but, but listen, they didn't have bigs. Like they would always had the guards, but I mean they still had like Bob Cousy. You had Havlicek. You had other guards that could like match them. But they had nobody until they got Wood Chamberlain, who was older, to be able to match Bill Russell. Yeah, and I, I mean, when I think of Bill Russell, and I'm arguing in favor of Bill Russell, I'm not thinking Lakers. I'm not okay. And he didn't have the most longevity. He didn't last as long. But it was when he was in Philadelphia. Like, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's when he was putting up numbers. And that's Fair. the will big enough. And he didn't have the same level of team. I will hear you out if you say Lakers, Celtics, they had more talented teams. Because when Elgin Baylor and Jerry West and Wilt Chamberlain got together, that was the first time the word, like, super team started popping up. Like, they were calling them a super team. So if you want to criticize them there, I'll give you that. But my argument is that that just wasn't the same Wilt Chamberlain. Um, and if you look at the era, it's not I mean, like he's Martin still averaging. He's he still he still was averaging twenty and eighteen though. I twenty mean, and eighteen on, is a far cry away from fifty and twenty. I mean, yeah, but you got the whole you logo have, on your team. You have you the have logo it, on your listen team. To me, listen to me, bro. Listen to me, bro. Listen to me, bro. Listen to me, bro. Listen, bro. If you have, if not? listen, if I saw a man average twenty eight, no, fifty and twenty eight, and I see that same man average twenty eight, eighteen, he's washed now. In yeah. my opinion, I, mean, I saw Kobe now. average 35 and I saw him average 22. That does no, I mean. No, 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 no. Stop, stop. Kobe in his prime, the MVP season was averaging 28.5 points a game. In his last season, he's averaging like 17.6. What this was his, more what, than half. Wilt was averaging less than half the amount of points he did. In his, I mean, he averaged 50, I mean, though. That's like if James Harden finished his career averaging 18, we're going to be like, oh, he washed. He ain't washed just because he averaged 18. 18 is still a lot. 18 yeah, and 18. Not for him. Yeah, the standard's different. Uh, yeah, and that's actually, why, when he that's was why in, he can't be the GOAT. And actually, and actually, and actually, hold on. When he was in L.A., he never he averaged 20. The, the year he, he averaged, averaged 27, he got hurt. No, hold on. He got, no, that was, that was, that was the year when he got hurt. I think he had like a knee issue. He got hurt, and he averaged 27 and 18 and 12 games. He averaged 25 and 20, which is great, but not for Will. 20 and 18, 14 and 19, 13 and 18. How many of them it's teams not. was West on? G. This is I don't want to hear that, man. That's weak, G. been a narrative. Because the same way you can say that he wasn't washed at that point, I could say this is what a washed Wilt looks like. How amazing is that? Like 20 and 18 isn't like nearly as close to his standards. Pavy, you the main one to tell me players' prime is between when they 28 and 31. Wilt was 31, 32. When, I mean, he was 32 when he became a Laker. He wasn't washed. He was, he was gee, not that's, washed. Gee, listen, but he listen. He also listen, said numerous listen, times in bro, interviews. They said, listen, what, what? Go ahead, go ahead. Listen, listen. He go got ahead. hurt. The year after his first year with the Lakers, he got okay. hurt and played 12 okay. games. He did. I, I was watching. I was really watching the game. He did something to his knee. And also, I think Jerry West either got hurt or Jerry West retired one of those years. Like, 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 okay. like, um, and then he like, came back like, and like, played like, 82 games. Yes, but seasons. yes. 
Like, yes, but bro, I don't know what exactly he did to his knee. Also, in that time, medicine ain't the same. Maybe you don't recover the same. Even if it's like a bad knee sprain, you may never recover from, from a bad knee sprain you in 72 the way you G. would. Yes, they but you used to average 18, 50 eight. and 20. G, so what? That's, you, that's G. Too. So what? You not LeBron the same. Used to average thirty. I don't criticize LeBron because he you don't call average thirty now. You called a man all the time. You literally yeah, call him because no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You literally I don't call, call no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But when have I ever once mentioned him scoring about him being washed? I call him washed because of all the other stuff that he used he to do. That more he don't do no more. He averaged more assists no, than I, he used to. I, I'm and not then talking about more rebounds. I'm not talking about assists, and I'm not talking about rebounds. I like. You talking to me about Wilt scoring. Wilt was still rebounding on par with what he was doing before. No, he wasn't. Yes, he, he was. was 27, 27, 25, 24, 22, 23. Also, wait a minute. 23, 21. Then you go to after he get hurt, he get 18, How many teams were in the NBA, though? You also got to consider Lakers that, too. Lakers is not more prime Wilt Chamberlain. Lakers is not prime Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt should have won Lakers more. That's is my not whole point. Wilt is not the GOAT. He, did, he not the GOAT for the same reasons Kevin Durant and LeBron James will never be the GOAT. Because you can't be the GOAT when you play second fiddle when you was the guy and you was the MVP and you was the one that everybody was considering to be the best in the league, but somehow you can never mystically so, get it question. done. So, 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 Because so. when Steph Curry was considered to be the arguable best in the league for three, four years, I got a couple championships out of that. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. From 2015 to 2018? He won fucking unanimous MVP from 2015 to 2018? I he won two MVPs. He won two MVPs and went to three finals. Are you serious? 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 Twenty fourteen, no. Twenty eighteen, no. Twenty eighteen, he wasn't in Harden. He wasn't better than You're ridiculous. I'll give you from twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen. You're ridiculous. Tell small game James to go make a playoff or finals, and then you could call him better than Stephen Wardell Curry. Johnny, question. Because me, my argument would be I think that Kareem has an argument. If 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 anybody else outside of Michael Jordan is now, you know, you can say that because I even think that Magic, once he came to the Lakers, was like the capitalist of the Lakers. Even like just watching like a lot of old Lakers games, what they were really missing and why they didn't win was they had terrible guard play. I'm watching like Lakers Blazers, they couldn't get the ball past half court sometimes. So sure. Will even got, not Will, but Kareem even got to come out to what, to what, which back then is a quote unquote outside shot right now. That's a regular mid-range jumper, but back then that's, a, you know, a quote unquote outside shot. So even though like Magic was the catalyst of those teams, I think that when you look at full total basketball resume, you look at his MVP, you look at his range, you look at the numbers he put up. I think outside of Michael Jordan, and if somebody older than me wants wants Tim Cream as a go, I can't really argue with you. All I gotta say is I feel you and walk away. So yeah. my argument would be Kareem. So what would you say for you know when you argue Kareem against Will Chamberlain? I respect it based on your premise, and I think that's what people need to acknowledge when we're talking about the goat is. The things that I value and how I'm going to interpret the GOAT are going to be different than you. Fair. If talking about the greatest resume of all time, by the end of it, we might be talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and LeBron. You know, because... And Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan. Yeah, but even you know, then... You have, how can LeBron's resume be better than Michael Jordan I'm when LeBron don't have six finals MVPs? I'm not saying it is. But people will say he has 40,000 points. He might win another championship this year. 
He has he has over ten thousand assists. He's a better all around player. He can defend by position. No, he's not a better all around player than Michael Jordan. He's not a better all around player than Michael Jordan. I disagree. With the that. numbers will I look like it. I disagree with that. The numbers the will number, look like it. Yes, yes, the numbers will. But the numbers will because of the same reason why Kareem numbers are crazy because of longevity. It's exactly. Like Michael Jordan played twenty years. Then you talk to me about what his numbers will yeah, be. But, Long, yeah, yeah, but, but longevity yeah, don't make you the goat. Yeah, but Cal yeah, Ripken yeah. played. Cal Ripken played forever. He was the Iron Man. Nobody ever calls Cal. I mean, nobody ever. I'm never heard anybody say Cal Ripken is a goat because he played a long time and Cal accumulated Ripken a bunch of skin of like Barry Bonds, though. That's a great he question. Got, I have he like, got like, Hall of Fame level like, numbers. But does he have better numbers than like Barry Bonds, though? You're yelling Le at him? Yeah, but LeBron don't have better accomplishments. Than, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait a minute. But LeBron don't have better accomplishments than Michael Jordan. So just because you have better numbers and you don't have better accomplishments, how does that make you a better player? I'm confused by that. That confuses for me. Instance, for instance, Kareem is the only guy that can argue with Mike in terms of accomplishments. Nobody Russell, else in the NBA history Bill Russell, can. Bill Russell is probably more accomplished than Will Chamberlain. But because well, you know what? Oh, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. Kareem, Bill Russell, and Mike are the only three that, if you want to talk about actual accomplishments. But then it also, yeah, but 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 then also go back to what do you value as a, a cosmic? Because if you're talking about individual players and like numbers, I think have to go into it. No, championships are stats. team championships people are play, team people awards. don't play basketball to accumulate stats. Right. Stats are a byproduct of playing basketball. They are not what you play basketball for. Okay, if it's all about winning, then it's Bill Russell. It's not all about winning. I can't give it to a guy who shot forty four percent on the offensive end when you're a center. Like I'm sorry, like I want you to be dominant on both ends of the ball. And yes, he played an unselfish style of play. But if you're only averaging 20 points a game, shooting 44% from the field as a 6'10 center, I'm sorry, I can't like I okay, can't. Yeah, but also to think about yeah, Bill but Russell. Do you account number for is, defense? You don't. Yeah, but also to think about Bill Russell number. He'll, but if, see, 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 see. But then, see, see, but then here's also the thing when you when you talk about you know context, especially for guys like older guys. Think about Bill Russell is we don't really know his full stats. He might have been averaging a quadruple double. He might have had ten boards and averaged eight steals. And if the defensive player of the year award was around, he might have won every single one of them. So we don't. But 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 then it goes back to Wood Chamberlain. I don't. He might have won some of them awards as well. We don't know what Wood Chamberlain really averaged. Wood Chamberlain might have, might also average a, a quadruple double every game. So we really don't know some of. We don't know all all of their full stats. But the reason why when people go back and look at history, they put Wilt above Bill Russell is because of Wilt's individual accomplishments. Right, but Michael Jordan has both. That's my point. Is that why? That's why Michael Jordan is my go, is because he has everything. There's no holes in his game. I look at the eye test. I see his athleticism. He has the accolades. He has the statistics. He has the championships, the MVPs, everything. There's no holes in his game. What I see people doing is they'll argue against somebody's argument because of it's a different premise. And so if you're talking about who is the best player when they were at their best, well, then I could maybe argue, you know, Will Chamberlain over Bill Russell. But if you're looking at the totality of the career and you value team winning more, then, of course, you're going to choose Bill Russell. And so that's the part that I feel like people ignore is, like, you're just valuing different aspects of, of their games. Uh, I think contextually I like Bill Russell played against the fewest amount of teams in the NBA history at that point in time. It was the fewest amount of teams that was ever in the league. There was less parity than ever in the league. If you want to talk about actual parity, the 90s was really where it was the most parity in the NBA. Uh, 70, 70, 70, 70, No, not the 70s. No, the 90s, but 70s, Jordan tipped the scales. 70, no, 70, but Jordan the tipped the reason, scales. No, hold on. Jordan did what I wanted Will Chamberlain and LeBron James to do. 70s, and that's 70s, go out and dominate. 70s, Once you hit 70s, your peak, dominate and never look back. And he 70s, didn't. He 70s, didn't until he retired, came back, and then played for a franchise as an old guy. 
70s. Because you could even say that expansion weakened a lot of the teams because they put in so many new teams in the 90s. Yeah, that's, that's exactly NBA. why I said it's the most parity the in reason, the NBA. The reason you know what parity means? It listen, means everybody has an equal amount of chance to win. Said, Listen, and the reason why I said the 70s was you barely saw people get back to the finals. They had the NBA-ABA merger. So then you brought an influx of talent into the league with the talent that you already had in the league. So I would say the 70s is the only time in basketball history in which you really got true basketball parity. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Because also, new, you had new, you're merging two leagues, new players, new leagues. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Johnny, Johnny, wait. wait, wait. So, I mean, there is some evidence to what you're saying, because the 70s is the, I believe, the only decade where there was no back-to-back champion. No back-to-back champion. No back-to-back champion. Champion every single year. And so, I mean, that kind of supports your case a little bit there. Mm, I think Michael Jordan was a tipping scale. I think Michael Jordan was drafted in the 90s. And if you look at the 90s, what I mean, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He was drafted in the 80s, but his peak was in the 90s. Even, even, well, I mean, what was he, six years into the 90s before he won his first ring? Seven years? Five, six? I mean, it was somewhere in between that span. He was, he was, a, he was from the 80s. He, it wasn't like he was drafted in the 90s. They also expanded the league in the 90s, um, which meant that every team had to lose some guy that was valuable to them, which meant that everybody that lost somebody that was considered to be valuable to them, it, it, it affected their team. Like you literally add two full, it was two teams, right? In the nineties, did they add two teams in the nineties? In the nineties, but that was in like the late nineties, and then you added, I think, in the early, well, well no, the late eighties, you added the Timberwolves, you added the Magic, you added the Heat. Uh, what year was that? Hornets, like they, 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 they all what got added in the late eighties. They all added late eighties. Twenty-two to twenty-nine teams. Yeah. Tough. Uh, yeah. 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 Twenty twenty nine. Yeah. I think they all got. Added. I think. I think that those teams got drafted. Added. I think the Timberwolves, uh, the Hornets, the Heat, and the Magic the started in ninety five. The Grizzlies yeah. started. The Grizzlies started in ninety nine. was 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 a ninety five, and I think through that, like, think through like eighty eight to like ninety one or something like that. It was the Hornets, Magic, um, Hornets, Magic, Heat. Um, yeah. So, so if you look like, at the '90s, all yeah, you, but have, the, you have a bunch. But then of you can say the Bulls lost no one. Like who? There is no key piece the Bulls lost. Yeah, because Michael Jordan was the equal, was a great equal. No, they just literally didn't lose any key piece. BJ yeah, was but, there. They didn't lose Scotty. They didn't lose. They didn't. They didn't lose. When they needed to win, who did they rely on? Michael Jordan. All of them. The team. Huh? The team. Okay. They relied on Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. That team was extremely tired until they got robbed. I can't. I can't. It was. It was. It was. No. That team was very top heavy until they got robbed. I disagree with that. Horace was an all star one year, right? And actually, he wasn't even an all star in Chicago. No. He wasn't even an all star in Chicago, right? Nah. He was. He was. Yeah, 94. Yeah, 94. Okay. Yeah. And then that don't mean they weren't good. Horace. Horace played his role. Yeah, but wait a minute. But 94 was when Mike won there, right? Yeah, but listen, hold on. John Paxson, key player. Craig Hodges played his role. BJ even came in, played his role. They had a role very players. good, solid team. Role players yeah. made and, team. And they Mike, had a very Mike good, the, solid team. Mike was the they great equalizer. On John, no, they, they even depended on John Paxson. He was on a documentary. Late, late in that game. Oh, John Paxton, you learned that in a documentary. Paxton. Oh, you saw that in a documentary like, that you didn't I like? Oh. I, didn't, I, never, I never said I didn't like Oh, the, okay, okay, fine. I you never, saw that documentary like, you didn't particularly care for? Oh, 
I never said I didn't like it. I said it could have been better, and I still think oh, it could have been better. And I've seen that game mad times on top of that. But anyway, even when you go back and go back and watch that game down the stretch, it was John Paxton hitting those shots. Also, John Paxton shot like sixty percent that whole series. If your point guard shoots sixty percent, there's no possible way you're losing. So, like, yes, obviously Michael Jordan. And if you want, I mean, you don't think Scottie Pippen was a, a superstar? Yes, Michael Jordan was the only quote unquote superstar, but they still had a very, very good deep team the whole way through. And the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, hold on a minute. Nah, uh, yeah, the Lakers won back-to-back championships in the 70s, by the way. Oh, oh no, no, no. Actually, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they, didn't. No, they, didn't. No, they, didn't. they, they, they went to the finals. Back back. Back. Never mind, never mind, never mind. They, never mind. they went to the finals. Yeah, they went back-to-back. Actually, no, the Lakers won. The Lakers won two championships. Actually, they, yeah, they won two championships in the 70s, though. They didn't what? go back-to-back, back, but they did win two championships. Yeah. 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 When they go back-to-back. They just alternated. That's all I'm saying. But I guess we can move on for that. Um, yep. All right, cool. So I guess I want to talk about Zion. Obviously, you're a Michael Jordan fan. People love to compare Zion to Jordan, LeBron. I don't really know who they – I mean, I mean, they do. They do. They compare Zion to Jordan and LeBron. That's who I see people comparing him to. Him, him, I don't see people – I don't see nobody in their right mind comparing that man to Charles Barkley. I see a lot of people better than Charles Barkley. That man already better than Charles Barkley. Um. He's only he's only he only Relax. 20 games into Relax. it and he was out of shape. Relax. So let's talk about Zion. Zion looks to be in shape. He looks to be in shape now. What are your thoughts on Zion? How do you feel about Zion? How do you think he would perform in this season and beyond? And obviously you don't agree with me, but I'm sorry. I think Zion Zion is going to be better than Zion going to be better than LeBron. I think so. I already he already going to be better than Charles Barkley. Giannis is already better than Charles Barkley. Well, your LeBron high is pretty. Uh, your LeBron bar is pretty low. So no, I'm, my LeBron no no it's not. It's actually very very high. It's actually extremely high. It's extremely high, which is why I'm so upset that he didn't win as much. Which is which is the same thing for for Wilt Chamberlain. My bar for those guys are are set extremely high. Because when you are the best, this is the same reason why Kevin Durant will never, ever, 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 ever be considered to be the greatest player or even considered to be the best player of his era is because he did not, on his own, as the guy, go out and do it as the guy. He went to the Warriors, stacked up, won his rings, and then even LeBron got one on his own. Or one one where he demonly did it on his own. He didn't win yeah, yeah, yes, yes, he, he I, I can agree with that. Um, I can agree with that. But also, uh, I think, I, I think KD. But but also, I think if KD would have played better, and I, I, he's one of those players that I don't think has ever lived up to his truest potential. I think his truest potential was goat. But he, but he, I don't, I don't think that that's what he lives to play basketball for. We've never seen a player at his height with that skill. Ever. I think he got too close to. I think he led to too attention to Golden State. I think Golden State was the best version of Katie you can possibly get because of the way that Steve Kerr used him. He used him the way he should have always been used. But well, Zion, fall for leaving. Go ahead. Yeah. But, 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 but I think Zion has that potential. But I also think Zion has that dog in him. Go ahead, Johnny. Sure, sure. Um, and I didn't mean bar in terms of expectations. I'm talking about how great they're going to be. But as far as expectations, yeah, I get what you're saying. But. Um, Zion's nice, man. And I'm hoping they don't try to turn him into this guy who's just shooting a bunch of, like, perimeter shots and stuff. Like, he's shooting 60%. Like, for a while, he was shooting, like, 60% from the field. I haven't checked his numbers. No, he's still shooting above 60% from the field. Yeah, so he's he's just super efficient. And when you're shooting, like, the way they equate that. Oh, well, you know what? what? Actually, no, he's shooting 58.9% from the field goal range, 46% 
from the three-point line and 64.5% from the free throw line. His effective field goal percentage is 59.9. His PER currently is uh, 24.2. He's averaging 23 Froze. Yeah. Oh, okay, froze for you too. Well, all right, then I'll just keep talking. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I, I love Zion. I hope they don't try, try to just turn him into a perimeter player. Um, I don't see. I mean, I've heard the Charles Barkley comparison. I have heard that. Um, but I see a combination of Charles Barkley. I see a little bit of Sean Kemp, and I see a little bit of Dominique. Sorry like if I went offline. Guys, my my computer I like just that. like. I like that combination. Uh, Charles Barkley, Sean Kemp, Dominique Wilkins. I like that. Charles Barkley, yeah, Sean Kemp. I like that. that. He could finish. He's got that build. And, like, dude, I mean, he's still growing into his man body. Like, he isn't even in his man body yet. And he's just, like, pulling people down low in the paint. And uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about him. The biggest question mark is can he stay healthy? And so before you go, oh, he's going to be better than this guy, better than this guy, his explosiveness, his size, the amount of, like, weight that he carries around with him, like, that's the kind of guy that could get a really big injury. So, I think he only needs to play 10 seasons to be greater than Charles Barkley, which puts him top 20 all time. Where do you rank Charles Barkley all time? Um, somewhere in between like that 15 and 25 ish range. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll take like, that. I, I don't think, I don't think he's better than Steph Curry, KD, D Wade, Dirk, uh, Duncan, Kobe, obviously Shaq, uh, them, you know, those guys, uh, I think he's more so in the class with like the, you know, kind of right below the David Robinsons of the world. Sure. I mean, Charles, for me, might be the greatest player who never won a championship. Like he shot four. I'd Russell say Carl Malone. I'd say Carl Malone. Carl Malone. Russell Westbrook is. Yeah. I mean, Carl, I'll put it this way. I feel like Carl, from when watching them, I feel like Carl had the better career when they were at their best. Charles was better. That's what I mean. Yeah, because he he was really good. He was putting up nice numbers, but Charles really started putting on a lot of weight in the later '90s. Like he didn't have longevity. If he did, if he took care of himself better, he could have had some mean numbers. But he just didn't do that. Like by the time he was with the Rockets, he was already starting to be washed up a little bit. So, yeah. Um, yeah. for me, I mean, Zion looks great. I guess. I mean, I didn't. We didn't see a full picture of him, but I mean, it looks like he lost. I mean, I don't know how many pounds he lost, but it looked like he lost some weight. Like he's a little bit. He looks. He looks a little bit more toned. Um, even, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think injury would always be a concern for a guy like Zion. Um, but I think even with Zion, I think his body is big enough that even if by God something did happen to him, he could still find a way to go out there and get twenty and ten just just because his body is so big. Um, my thing with Zion has always been his rebounding though. Um, well, not has always been, but when he was playing, obviously TBJ brought in the thing that he wasn't in shape. Um, my thing is he should be leading the league in rebounds. If not, if not leading the league in rebounds, he, he should definitely be leading the league in offensive rebounds. And if he doesn't do that, then I'll be disappointed. I know he'll be able to score, but I'm more worried about his defense and his rebounding, personally. I think he should be an all-first-team defender for at least maybe five to eight years of his um career, and I think that he should be the best offensive rebounder in the league every single year. Yeah. Well, he might get I mean, the dude's in – we've just seen his first year. And, I mean, if look at some of the greatest players of we've all time. We've seen his first 20, 19 games. We didn't even see his first year yet. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I can further prove my point. It's like what I've seen from him so far is yeah, it's great. It's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, my turn. I know the fans are, are ready for me <laughs> to unleash. We saw it in there. Zion! The Lion! Y'all hated on my nickname, and now all I see when people tweet me about Zion, they call him the Lion. 
Zion the Lion. I know, shout out to all of y'all that want to hear what I have to say about Zion. Zion specifically, I think him coming back into shape is the best thing that he could have possibly done for himself. Uh, you know, he said yesterday in his um, or, or today, I believe, whichever day it was in his Zoom, uh, you know, media availability, uh, you know, that, you know, he did not work out with any other players that he spent the majority of quarantine working out and trying to get in shape. And when he was playing basketball, he it was only him and his stepfather that was playing basketball together. Um, and that's essentially how he worked himself into shape. And he feels as though he is in shape finally and he's ready to go. And he feels as though, uh, you know, finally he is in a place that he needs to be. I think this is the scariest thing in the world for LeBron Ramon James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. You better be worried. You better hope Zion, the lion, does not come through and make food out of these hiatus that are the Lakers right now. Because all of these B players out there, especially if Dwight Howard don't play, which he said he wasn't, but then we already know what happened when that check get to call him. You pick up that phone. Hello, I mean, I think, Hello, I think check. Dwight. Hello, I mean, check. Is that Dwight you, Dwight on the minimum deal, G. I, I, I think that Dwight. It don't matter. Hello, check. Play. Is that you, check? I can't hear you, check. But even more reason for him not to do it because the check ain't there. I think he might just want so to So if that. Dwight Howard ain't there and the Lakers play the Pelicans in the first round, Zion, the Lion, is going to run wild all over Orlando and all over that Lakers home court parquet that they got installed in the middle of some random convention center. Don't play no games with Zion. I told you he going to be better than LeBron. I told you Luka Doncic will be better than LeBron. Luka going to be better than LeBron. So watch out for my two sons to come out in the playoffs and go crazy. Zion, the Lion, and Luka Doncic. You heard it here. So remember I said it. That's it. Do you, so here's a question I have for you guys. <laughs> Zion! The Lion! Do you feel like Zion, like everybody talks about him getting in shape. Everybody talks about him losing weight and stuff. Why is that narrative so strong? Because like, okay. for me... Like just yeah. record. When I look at Shaq, what's Shaq's best years when he put on all that weight? Yeah. Like, like I actually I kind of, sort of. See, he don't like of, Shaq when he put see, on. See, hold on. I kind he of. Don't, I he honestly, don't like 03 to 03. I honestly he don't really like Big Shaq. I honestly, I honestly think some of Shaq's best years were like '98 to like 2000. Honestly, to that's keep it G with you. you. That's when he got big, dude. I mean, yeah, but he got bigger after that. Like O two, O three, bigger. So like what? So like what? What? Like what? Big Shack? Are you talking about? Because it's like different versions of Big Shack. <laughs> different versions of Big Shack. Two thousand and four, Kobe's chewing them out like right before they split up. Big. Like I'm talking like okay. when he puts on like he's not Orlando Magic Shack. Okay. All the masks. And when I look at Zion, I don't go, oh my god, like the dude's just so big. Like get a hold of yourself. Like no, he's just got a lot of masks to him, and I feel like he can use that to his advantage. And uh, I saw Shaq do it. So when I hear people talking about this, I'm like, sure, it might increase his longevity. It might make me worry less about him hurting himself when he lands. But, I mean, dude, he, part of his skill set is that body. And so I don't know if I necessarily want his game to lose that. That's just me. Pavi, you can go ahead. You can talk because I, I have opinions on this, obviously. I mean, I don't think he needs to be. I think he said he was 285. I think 285 at 6'6 is a little heavy. I think that even if he lost 20 pounds, he's still probably almost the heaviest player in the um, league. 
Um, I mean, I think he could probably. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how much he lost. I think he could stand and be more like two sixty five, two seventy. I mean, I think that because you mean we got to think if you if you two eighty five right now, like you said, you haven't got your man body. You get your man body it's probably like 10, 15 pounds anyway. That puts you at three hundred pounds. I don't know how much you really want a three hundred pounds six six player. Could it work? I mean, sure. Uh, but like you said, but I mean, but like for longevity, it's probably not the best thing. Um, worry about low extremities, back things like that. Um, but yeah, I'm not one of those guys who thinks he got to lose like 40 pounds, something like that. Like, nah, if he's 265, 270, he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah me personally, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Me personally, I don't think that Zion needs to lose any weight at all. Um, I think that he needs to work on 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 eliminating the fat in his body. I think he's a person that is extremely muscular. And when he's fat and he has fat on his body, that's when I'm worried about him. If he's just a chiseled 265, 3% body fat, 5% body fat, perfect. That's you probably at your optimal, you know, body weight and body fat because of how you're built. But like it's Carl Malone more yeah, than Yeah, exactly. Because because Carl Malone, a lot of people don't remember. Carl Malone was a guy that was known for having a huge body, huge arms, massive legs, massive torso, massive on. head. Yeah, especially later on. Hmm, was he juicing? Hmm, we don't know. But Zion is that big already, right? So he just needs to chisel himself out, refine himself, lean himself out. Like LeBron has never gone for bulk. He's gone for lean. You know what I mean? Which is what has allowed him to continue to be better because he focuses on Except for Miami. Yeah, but 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 the, my only argument against that, and, and I, I'm I'm fine with you saying that. But that's a natural progression. Every NBA player naturally bulks up six, seven years in their career. Even look at Dame. Dame yeah. was a guy that was smaller in stature. And if you look yeah. at him now, he's a lot more muscular and bulkier because he put on that weight. Yeah, but what I would say about that was that LeBron got to be about whatever he was in Miami. Do you remember that first year back in Cleveland? He had back problems. And he lost. He came back. I think he lost a little bit of weight. Now he looks a little bit slimmer. But that, but those couple of years in Miami, LeBron was huge. He's like Miami, big as hell. No, I've, again, I've I've seen Bron in person. I've dat Bron up. Bron is actually slim. Like he's like in person, he's actually slender. Like obviously he's hella strong, but he's slender. Miami LeBron looked like a cyborg. And then he had the back issues when he came back. Remember, he took that two weeks, that two weeks off, that first year in Cleveland, went to Florida to kick it with D Wade, and came back windmilling. I don't know what the hell happened, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, look, I'm just looking at Zion. I just want him to just go and chisel his body out, um, and and really focus on his dexterity, his his mobility, and his ability to be able to stretch and be able to you know you know you know stretch his muscles out. Because I think that for him more than anything, honestly, I think the, the you know the best thing Zion can do would really be to get into yoga, especially hot yoga. Because then that'll allow him to share some pounds while he's doing it, but also work on his, you know, ability to be able to stretch his muscles. Because he's a guy that once they start to load up the paint on him, and I said this um, against, uh, on, you know, on, on the Chill Takes podcast when I was interviewed this week. Um, I said Zion is a guy that has to develop that Lamarcus Aldridge like fourteen to eighteen foot jumper, and if he can do that, he can be unstoppable. And, and he, yes, he can. He yes, he can. I think he does. He needs to get a jump shot because they're going to load up on him in the paint. And then he's going to be coming down on people's legs and ankle. It's the same problem Derrick Rose had. Derrick Rose, you know what happened was they started loading up on him in the paint. He was nah, still doing not, he was still doing foolish exactly stuff. He, he was still doing. But also, but also no. we have to think about this. This is Zion's. Zion's had two knee injuries. 
His shoe exploded before, and then he had a knee injury and had meniscus surgery. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, was it the same knee or, was it, or, 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 or was it different knees? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's still I'm just asking just, you a question. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. It's still just as bad because he's a guy you don't want two knee issues. I mean, one is bad. Two is two is even worse, especially if you hurt your knee when your shoe exploded and then you tore your meniscus in the other knee. So he's a guy that needs to focus on getting hit in tune with his body, getting in tune with being able to stretch, to be able to move in awkward positions. So that way when he's trying to maneuver, because I was also watching a lot of tape of him the other day, and he's a guy that likes to go left, and he's a left-handed player, and a lot of people don't realize that about him. But even when he's going right, he has to get his right hand more refined, and he has to be able to hit a 14 to 18 foot jump shot. I don't even need him to hit threes. That. that 14 to 18 foot jump shot, even a pump fake, that pump fake alone is going to pause that defender. And as big and quick as he is, his first step should allow him to explode and get to the rim, be able to elevate easy buckets. If he I can't do that, they're going to back off. Are they going to back up off him like they do Ben Simmons? And then we're going to be talking about how Zion can't score against uh, uh, teams in good defense. And you're going to be slandering him. The reason Remember why I said that re- on July 2nd, 2020. The reason why I disagree with that is because I think that I actually think Zion's first step is quicker than Ben Simmons, number one. Um, I also think that he's skilled in the post. Like, if you give him the ball about, like, on the block, he can actually do moves. I think Zion needs to just work on his post game. I think that he needs to pull up all the Zebo footage, pull up some Kevin McHale. Like, like your body is so big that once you put it on most people, bro, even if they're taller than you, you can shield you and they can't block it. Then your second jump is probably the best second jump in the league. That's why I say these should also yeah, lead the league in offensive rebounding. But that's energy he has to waste. Yes, but yes, 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 but yes. One thing I think that makes Zion so he, great is his energy. I think I think his motor is also quite possibly the highest in the league. I want yeah, to use but that motor. You can't keep that up at two eighty five six six forever. See like, that eventually. So so that's why I'm saying he has to develop. Yeah, because even if, oh, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna let you talk in one second. Because even if you look at a guy like Zebo, right? Zebo was a big guy and he could play great on the post. He could use his weight and bully people around, but if you left Zebo, you couldn't leave Zebo open. You couldn't leave him open for three, but you couldn't leave him open when he was inside of the arc because he could hit any shot from inside of the arc. That wasn't his bread and butter, but you couldn't leave him open. And if he hit you with a pump fake, that allowed him to get you in the air or get you off your balance. He hit you with a couple bangs, whether it be with his big body or obviously his, you know, his his first move wasn't that. Well, and also Zebo, yeah. another guy, left-handed player that is a big guy. So Zion has to develop a jump shot. Memphis also or, or didn't have going to make him. That, but yes, but also we don't know what his teams will look like in the future. I mean, you I play hope with him on shooting. Yeah, but you play with him on NBA 2K. You say he plays on only bad teams. So he has to be a guy that has to develop his game beyond just being a guy that's going to be in the paint. Otherwise, they're going to load up on him and his career will not go the way I think he can. And he has to be a three-dimensional player. Otherwise, he will fail in the NBA. And I mean that. We have to see because, I mean, making adjustments in a playoff series, win a seven-game series, like that's where it matters. That's why I feel feel like D'Antoni can have talented teams but never wins. It's because you know what you're getting from it. You know, is they don't they don't adapt, they don't make adjustments, and so maybe Zion gets into a playoff series and they kind of figure him out, and he's not able to make adjustments. But my question is, what kind of player do you want him to be? Because we keep on bringing up Shaq. I'm like, Shaq doesn't have a jump shot. Shaq I didn't don't do want him to be Shaq. If if you want Zion to lead the league in rebounds, he's good. Where he's at, like he's the size, the the mass, like you want that. You know, I don't want him to do that. From the I don't field. want him to do that. 
That's uh, the only he's, thing he's I want to survive. Hurt. I mean, meniscus tears are a big deal. It's funny how it's all coming full circle because the knee issue is kind of being a theme right now. That's why I don't want him to do would, that. Yeah. That's, that's why, literally, that's why I literally just said Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph did not depend on athleticism to be effective. He I'm not saying on, Zion has to either. I'm yes, saying depending yes, on your but, size. Yes, Rebounding has done with athleticism. Randolph had a jumper. He had a jumper. He did not not have a jumper. He, but he did. But Zebo have a jumper? Had, yes or no? Did he have yes, a jumper? Listen, yes or no? But listen, so that's my only listen, point. Listen, listen, listen. Zebo had to have that because of the team he plays on. If you put Zebo in a league right now, he's playing center, and you put him with spacing on the court. And Zion is also a pretty good passer at his size. If you double Zion, he will find whoever. So I'm more concerned. I think Zebo wasn't a good passer. Not like Zion. Zebo was not like Zion. Zebo's not as athletic as Zion. So and also, so you and, can't see it in the vastness of what it is. But, he's but if not, you talk about body types, they about what and what in the terms of the same body type. Except for Zion is a little no, bit shorter, Zebo's but not, way more athletic. No, no, Zebo's nowhere near as strong as Zion either. Zebo didn't. Uh, Zebo didn't have Zebo, the muscles. Zion Zebo was got. a strong player. I disagree. He ain't man. got the muscles. Zion got G. Zion, Zion might be. Zebo, Zebo was a longer version of Zion. Zion is a more compact, athletic version of Zebo. Zion will figure it out. It's, I mean, he's not just going to shoot layups and dunks like his entire career. He's played 19 games. Okay. So, I mean, like, give I mean, him. He hasn't done that during his 19 games. But he has to keep it up. And he has to hit that 14 to 18 foot jumper, or they're going to seal him off. Or run a zone against him, or a soft zone, and he won't be able to do anything. I think that'll because say what because anybody can say what they want to about Luca, but you can't call Luca a one-dimensional player. You can't. He's not a one-dimensional player. He's a rebounder. He can pass the ball. He can also score. He can also shoot when he wants to, and he's decent in the mid post. Yeah, but what else? Dimensional? Huh? Is dimensional? Is who? <laughs> he's on one side of the court. That's for Is sure. Who? Luca. Luca, I'm like he's rebounding. Big- rebounding ain't a part of defense. It's a part of defense. You can't. Okay. You can't. All right. All right. You can't almost average a triple double and be giving me eight rebounds a game. And I'm saying you ain't playing no defense. Yeah, I think because you got to even crash to the rim to get a rebound. Not Hang really on. anymore. It's like three points. All his rebounds coming off of missed threes. Come on, man. They can all clank it out super far. Yeah, kind of with their shoes. Oh my god! All right. Okay, okay. Well, then if that's the case, then LeBron rebounds don't mean nothing now anyway either. So y'all talking to me early about LeBron rebounding and how this is good. So he ain't washed. That rebound don't mean nothing either because he getting long rebounds. They clanking off the off the off the off the uh, side iron from threes. I just I'm not gonna use rebounds to, to as a as an argument. I said he is not a one dimensional player. I you I didn't say he was a defensive player. I said he's not one dimensional. And if Zion does not learn I mean, how to shoot really in the mid-range, he is going to be one-dimensional. Really, that's going to turn exactly him into a 285-pound slasher. That's not really one-dimensional. For one, he can get the ball off the glass. He's he's quick. If he gets in transition, he's sprinting to the rim with two people on the outside of him. Who the hell taking a charge from Zion? That, that's why it's hard for me to, to criticize his game or say that he just can't keep doing this because I – if we, when have we last seen a player like Zion? Have we ever seen a player like Zion? You yeah. know, like yeah. he, he reminds us of Charles Barkley, kind of reminds us of Shaq, but I see a whole lot of Sean Kemp in there too. I and see a lot of LeBron James in him. I don't understand why he's not a passer like LeBron James, but I see a little, people act like LeBron wasn't a guy that ran the, I mean, the break. 
Most of his greatest dunks came from him running the break. LeBron was usually the first one after a rebound. If it, if it won the point guard or it's, or if he went in the front court, the first one back in the backcourt getting the ball to lay it up or dunk it. I don't understand why people like bring up all of these other players that were just dunkers. I don't want Zion to just be a dunker. I don't just want him to be a slasher. You can't yeah. be successful in the NBA just being a dunker and a slasher. You can't. He's not just a dunker and a slasher. No, I know, I know that. I didn't. Yes, but what is he known for? He's known for dunking. That's what he's known for. Zion has the potential to expand his game and be known for more than just dunking. And that's the only way he's going to be as good as I think he can be. Nobody I mean, said he didn't expand his game. Like, he should expand his game. Yes, but that comes with that jump shot. If he can't shoot a jumper, what, is, what like, literally, what good is he going to be if he can't shoot a jumper? He'll be very good. He can. You can post up. You can have a hook shot. And how? You can rebound the ball. Yeah, you, what how? you mean, how? He's the, who is he shooting up when he posts up? Every post-up move he's going to have to take is going to have to be within four feet of the rim. He's six foot six. No, you can shoot a hook shot from like eight feet away. He don't have a hook shot. That's what get I'm one. No, get a 14, game. 18 foot jumper and then make the pump think, fake and drive to the rim and annihilate I them. I just don't think. I, you, want I just, him to, you want him to develop a hook shot. You know how hard it is to develop a hook shot versus a 14 to 15 foot jumper? You want him to develop a hook shot. I just don't a think. A hook I, shot. I just, In 2020, a hook shot. Yeah, why can't you <gasps> use a hook shot? This should still work. No, you use a 14 just, to 15 foot jumper. But, yeah, shot, but I just. You have to learn it early on. I mean, Kareem was doing that ever since he was a kid. Like, that's the way he shoot. You go out there and you try to shoot a hook shot, you're like three feet off. Like, that's not just something you all of a sudden equip to your game. It I just, I just, I just hate that we're in the area in which we think everybody needs to be able to shoot the ball. Like, no, I don't think we did do I think that Zion can use his size and be effective for years. Just get you a post move, get you some post games, run the break, rebound the basketball, he'll be fine. And also, I like the way that they get him going on the run sometimes as well. I like how they get him going on the run. Like like a lot of plays, he'll be coming off a of curl and coming to the rim with with momentum. And again, we're in twenty twenty. Can Olajuwon play basketball? I agree what? with you both. I agree with you both because I do. I don't think he needs a three point shot. Okay, I'm he tired of the mid range. I, I, I'm tired of them pushing three point shots on everybody. He doesn't have to be a three point shooter, especially if he's shooting basically sixty percent from the field. Play to your strengths, dominate down low, and then as you're a slasher, kick it out to the open guys as you bring in the double. Like that's what you should do. But I get what TBJ, TBJ is saying. You yeah, know, but I'm not asking him to have a three pointer. I just want See, him to be able I, to hit a 14 to 18 foot jumper. Yeah, that yeah. literally, if he can fill up that back part of that shot chart instead of the three point line, his center in the middle, you know, right by the rim, is going to be red. But if all of it is just in the middle by the, you know, you know where the rim is, everything else is going to be cold. He has to be a multifaceted scorer on offense. And that doesn't mean shoot threes, but that means you have to be able to play within the mid-range and inside. If he was seven feet tall, you wouldn't be hearing these arguments from me. I mean, I think but he's he can, six foot six. I mean, I think he could use a corner three or like a wing three when like somebody is wide open. I think you can like run a pick play instead of him rolling this time. He just drops back and just shoots the ball. I just don't think like a mid, I'm just not mid-range game for Zion. It isn't just something I think he needs to have. I'm sorry. At least, at least could not Could you imagine yet. if LaMarcus Aldridge had Zion Williamson's athleticism? Okay. That's what I'm talking about. But he no, because Ed Long is like no. seven feet. 
Isn't like Lamarcus like seven but feet? That, but he don't make his money off being seven feet. He make his money in the mid range. He also make his money in the post too. He's also a good post scorer, and he's also. And really I just told you Zion can play in the post, but get a mid range. All I'm saying is get a mid range. It's nothing wrong with him going out and getting a mid range. Also, if it's not a mid range game, what does he need to work on? That's my question. Exactly. What else is there to work on? He's shooting forty percent from the three point line right now. I think keep getting. I okay. Okay. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Wait. The forty percent from the free throw line is skewed. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm skewed. sorry. The forty percent three point line is skewed because How? most of it because most of it came in the one game, and I think he made like one three after that. For one, I think he could work on his free throws. He's going to get fouled all the time. If he can shoot seventy eight percent from the free throw line, I think that even adds element uh, hold an element to his game because he's going to get he's he's probably going to lead the league in free throws every single year. He he's plays. taking thirteen threes and made six of them. Stop being disrespectful. Most of them came in the first game. It doesn't game. matter. Most it of them came happened. in the first game, Averages bro. are not what happened saying, in one game. I'm Averages saying, are not what happened I'm in all saying, of the games. I'm just saying. You don't average stuff because of one game. I'm just saying it's the three-point three line. I'm just saying the three-point I'm just saying him shooting threes is skewed because he made most of them in the first game. The first game is where he made most of them. So him it's shooting threes is a little bit screwed. Any good shooter is going to tell you that if you improve as a free throw shooter, you're going to improve as a shooter anywhere on the court. And so that's going to naturally – I mean, he's working on 15-footers the whole time he's working on his free throws. I'm kind of agreeing with both of you and seeing both of your sides here. Like, sure, he can work on his free throws. Sure, he's going to work on his mid-range. There's overlap there, you know. But I do think he needs to expand his game. I also think the dude's played 19 games. Pretty freaking awesome as his. That'll come, you know. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, man um, – Johnny, man, we definitely appreciate you for coming through Hoops and Brews and chatting with us. Um, you know, you're welcome to come back anytime you want to, to, you know, chat, talk NBA, argue with us. Definitely very, very fun having you on. We really both enjoy your channel, enjoy your content. Um, do me a favor after we finish, email me one of your favorite videos. I'll make sure I post it on our YouTube community so that our YouTube community can check out your content as well. We definitely appreciate you for taking the time to come on Hoops and Brews. We appreciate everybody that watched tonight's Hoops and Brews. Uh, make sure you all please drop a like on the video if you're currently watching this right now. Drop a like in the, uh, right now. Right now, drop a like. And make sure you also hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed. Johnny, please talk to the people. Let them know where they can find you at on the internet. We appreciate you for coming through Hoops and Brews to talk with us. Yeah, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. It was tons of fun. I'd love to do it again. But, uh, yeah, you can find my channel at uh, Johnny Arnett, J-O-N, J-O-N-N-Y-A-R-N-E-T-T. Um, I just do a lot of basketball history um, a lot of the 80s and 90s and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's tons of fun. So I'd love to see you guys come along. And I'd love oh, to be fun again. That was a blast. Hey, dude, seriously, whenever you want to come and argue, if, literally, if you're like, hey, I just want to hop on and argue and not do my, you know, and not work on my videos, just shoot us an email. And, we'll, you know, we, we pretty much are producing and putting up content, if not daily, at least five, six times a week. So anytime you ever want to be a guest on any H&B Media content, you're more than welcome to, including if you're just like, hey, I just got some videos I want to promote. Can I hop on a couple of the podcasts that you guys have on the channel? You can feel free and we'll you know, set you up with the other podcasts that we have on the channel. Uh, you know, We really want to build this for creators to be able to come and have good conversations, you know, clean fun, enjoy themselves. As always, it's been Hoops and Brews. You can find me, it's your boy TPJ, on Twitter at Instagram or Twitter at RealTPJ. That's R-E-E-L-T-P-J. It's a film joke if you don't get it, you damn dummy. And as always, this show, co-stars and stars, rap extraordinaire, Pavy, go ahead, talk to the people, let them know where they can find you at. As always, man, follow me on Twitter uh, at Pavy World, P A V Y World, all one word. Um, make sure you guys check out Pavers.com. Um, she'll be some new music coming out soon. And um, yeah. 
Yes. And as always, we appreciate you all for watching Hoops and Brews. If you are over the age of 21, please, as always, drink responsibly. If you are under the age of 21 in America or under the age of 18, you better be fucking drinking. Don't do it. It's wrong. You can go to jail and you know these cops out here doing wild stuff. So you don't even want to give them a chance. So don't drink if you're under age. Please drink responsibly if you're over the age. Don't drink a drive. Shout out to Johnny. Johnny, what's your point of some jam over there? What's that? Uh, I'm a whiskey guy. Oh, okay. I got the Hennessy VSOP oh. right here. You know what I mean? See, Pavi, you see? You should have came through. I had the whole Hennessy VSOP. You should have came through. We would have had Johnny on the TV. We would have been here. You know what I mean? But uh, as always, man, it's been Hoops and Brews. We love you guys. We appreciate it. We will be back uh, either probably on Monday, right? Monday? I don't think we need a 4th of July episode. Uh, so we'll probably be back with Hoops and Brews on Monday unless we get another uh, you know, guest in between time. Until then, make sure you hit the subscribe button as always. Like it, and we will get up with you all next time. Um, this has been Hoops and Brews. And oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, hold on really quickly. Johnny, I didn't get this from you. Um, who do you have in, uh, as the person that or the team? Number one, who's your finals MVP pick? And who is your pick currently right now to win the championship? Because I don't think that we asked you that. I know you said you like the Clippers, but who's your finals MVP pick? Kawhi. I mean, I hope I hope to God I'm wrong. Uh, it would be the worst thing for the Clippers to win uh, over my Lakers, you know, if they eliminated the Lakers at some point. On the year that Steve Ballmer buys the forum, like, oh, my God, that'd be so bad. So, yeah, I, but I think the Clippers are going to do it. If I had to bet money on it, that's what I'd go with. Who do you think will be finals MVP? Kawhi. Kawhi. Kawhi? Alrighty, cool. So, um, anyways, we will get up with you all next time. Thank you, Johnny. We definitely appreciate it. And we will get up with you all next time on Hoops and Brews. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will talk to you all later. Until then, peace out. Fresh like I just got a max. Roll up this we ball into the max. Fresh like I got a contract. Moving through the city, we be going. Roll up this, you pulling, now you know it. Fresher than a mass contract. Pulling up, we walking, then we walking in the back.